It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast with Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, 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 hey. No, was that a fade out or no? Was that just an abrupt stop? I, I feel like when I start talking, it cuts out the music. What's up, guys? Hats off, gloves off. Hats off to those who deserve it. Gloves off to those who deserve it. Thumbs up to the cool. Thumbs down to the fucking nerds, dude. You can be a, you can be a bad person to get a hats off. You can be a good person and get a gloves off. We're just dishing out justice the way we see fit. Not the way the law says. Not the way society says. But the way people actually feel. And we have a strict nerd bashing code. We're pretty, this whole podcast is basically trying to root out the nerds. Yeah, yeah. So whatever side you're on. I mean, we've given hats off to police officers. We've definitely gloved off some police officers. Um, so it has nothing to do with actual justice, as as far as uh, Frederick Bastiat might refer to it as. But there is justice involved in uh, in form of like um, the way people really live, the way people really act. Um, pats on the back, pats on the fanny. We are the yin and yang of podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh gloves offing a girl who's a murder victim later in the show so you know it doesn't seem like straightforward justice but you know once you hear the story you'll always be on my side that's the thing it might not make sense but you listen to you listen to a few episodes and you see where we're coming from um do you have anything you're excited about yeah i've got i'm i haven't been this excited about one in a while chomping at the bit over here dude i'm amped this is a big hats off hats hats off off to you sir Oh, hats off, shirts off. We're both going shirtless. It's hats hot in the summer in Los Angeles. Feeling sexy. I'm not even that hot. I just took a rip of my fucking vape pen, and then I was like, this dude's shirtless. I'm going shirtless. <laughs> so I, I really like, a lot of times you'll see a really good headline, and then the article's bullshit. And this is the best headline I've seen in a while. It also came with great video, and I'm going to transcribe exactly what this woman said. But the, the headline is, woman known for racist rants, hit by fire truck, has died. <laughs> so it's not like she just had one racist rant. This is what she's known for. Like, you know how there are comics who are just like, they try to get their identity like, yo, I'm known as like the acid comic, or I'm tripping balls all the time. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you're dumb. You just the, take too much acid. That doesn't black, make you interesting. The Black Dahlia didn't cut one chick's face that was his calling card yeah and so yeah she got hit by a fire truck she's dead rest in peace i'm sorry and after watching her video it seems like she's really racist on the surface but if you dig deeper (laughs) she's just trying to get laid i think and i mean she's basically at the end of the day she just wants to see some titties who can blame someone for wanting to see titties you know harkens me back to my youth she wants to see titties yeah, so I'm just going to read. I'm just going to, this will take probably 45 seconds to read. This is the video. They're in front of a courthouse. This woman's clearly fucking mentally ill. I mean, she jumped in front of a fire <laughs> truck and died. So she's jumping in front of traffic. And she's talking to a girl. I think the girl's like 15. So maybe that's not, she probably doesn't know her age. But uh, she, she just, oh, also, I'll be replacing all the N-words with Negro. So. When you hear me say Negro, think of the worst word, because that's what yeah. she's saying. We're not on so, Patreon. We don't have to abide by these these big tech censors. 
So uh, the lady just starts yelling, please do, bitch, because I'll fucking kill you. I'll slit your goddamn throat right in front of the courthouse. Hey, bitch, I'm talking to you, bitch. Who the fuck you looking at, bitch? Do whatever you want. Get me on camera, Negro. You Negro-loving A-cup bitch. I hate Negro-loving whores like you fucking bitch. Now let me see them titties so I can fuck them, bitch. You're going to be my Negro-loving whore. That's what you're going to be in five minutes. I'm going to rape, rape you, and sodomize you, you fucking bitch. Keep it, because I'm because in five goddamn minutes, I'm going to come over there and rip your titties off. Suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> I want to see that A-cup, though, with your nipples about a half an inch. Let me see those nipples, bitch. I hope they slip your throat. Hey, get me on camera, Negro lover, Negro lover, Negro lover, bitch. Be useful, bitch. Come over here and suck my dick. So she's dead. That sounds... Holy shit. There were so many good lines in there. I know. And I don't, I'm not even doing it justice. She is on fire. There's a point where she actually says, let me see those nipples about a half inch, I bet. Or something, you know. What did she say about her boobs right before that? She called her an A-cup bitch. You girl loving a cup bitch. <laughs> you when you're reading it though, it sounds like when that mom was reading um, Vince Staples' song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bitch, she was you disgusted thirsty. by the lyrics. Please grab a sprite. My crips lurking. Where you're like, a cup bitch, come at me. Holy shit! And this is wait before she pushed her in front, or she jumped in front of a fire truck. She jumped in front of the fire truck weeks later. Oh, okay, okay. She's just known it, for this. Is she like a whoa, Vicky, like catch me outside girl? Where she's like, she's one of these, like, I can say it because I'm part of the culture. I think she's just a homeless fucking 50-something-year-old lesbian lady. Oh, uh, maybe. Because she's at the courthouse. It is weird how many homeless people hang out outside the courthouses. Because there are so many cops there. There's so many just officials there. You would think you'd want to stay away. But, like, in downtown Long Beach... Where the courthouse is, that's like the hobo park. That's where everyone hangs out. Well, yeah, but it's like it's the reason Skid Row is where it is is because it's right next to Metro PD. So, like the main police station for Los Angeles in downtown, they're like put them right here so we can keep an eye on them, type of thing. And then yeah. obviously it got a little out of hand. <laughs> but also, if you're one of these people where you're like the the dangerous homeless, where you're getting released like every you know two days, where you're like I might as well set up camp nearby because. You're getting released, then you got to catch the red line to like Children's Hospital, and now you're like, how do I, you know what I mean? I need dollar seventy five for the bus. Yeah, I didn't think that like the convenience of like I got a court date in three days. I'm thirty five feet away. Yeah, that's that's fine. So yeah, Which I don't have- I don't think any of them show up to their court date though. I think they get brought yeah. in, and then they're like, when I'm released, I'd rather be closer to home. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the, it's the same concept of parking at the back of the parking lot at Six Flags. Where you like, get out quicker. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long walk to the tram when we get there, but when the park's closing, we're going to be first out the gate. <laughs> yeah, but this lady was just so confusing because she wanted to murder her. She kept threatening to murder her, but then just really wanted to fuck her. And she wanted, I mean, she was adamant about seeing those titties. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds to me like uh, it's not necessarily a Freudian slip, but she definitely threw a lot of titty stuff in there. So it's like, I mean, apparently, I mean, Lady, be mad at me, but it seems like you're fixated with my breasts right now. And she yeah, said she was 15? I had, they never showed the girl, but it, she kept saying, like, because I didn't, I didn't transcribe the entire rant. It was, like, four minutes long. Born but, uh, August 9th, 1998, motherfucker. But the girl filming, I believe, was she kept calling her, like, little girl or girl, and they never showed her. She responded a little bit, but uh, 
No, that is a you can't really def- determine anything based off of that because women, I say, women over forty call other women little girl. That's like they're like a man calling another man a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like even like I don't know. You watch like a guy like a a sixty five year old guy will call anyone under the age of fifty kiddo or something like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there was no proof that this lady was a Negro loving bitch. I don't think she was with. I don't think she was with a person of color. She was by herself. Um, but she said she was going to cut her titties off, which, and then just I liked when she actually got to the details of how big her nipples were. She predicted that they were half inch long, which that sounds about right. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Or maybe not a half an inch. Yeah, man, who knows? No, but. that's such a threat. Cut someone's titties off. Did I ever cover? Did I tell you about the kid I grew up with that went crazy? No, did, did he I cut ever off talk about this? Kids? Oh, and let me tell you about so this my kid. life. This kid, he was my best friend in fourth grade when I moved back to my hometown because we left for a while. But when we moved back, um, he was my best friend for fourth grade, and then I I switched schools for fifth grade. Um. Because, I don't know, my teacher was a dick, but I kind of met her halfway on it. But uh, anyway, this kid was my best friend. And then my my brother hits me up, like, the end of last year. And he's like, hey, you remember Madison? And I was like, yeah. And you guys can look this up, Madison Adams. So, th- I mean, uh, his sister walked in on him. He had killed their mom. And then he cut her tits off. And then... Uh, was oh. working on working on taking her limbs off. <laughs> it's just, it was like, I don't know. It's clearly like a mental health issue. But then um, his sister tried to stop him, but then he got in the car and they ended up having a shootout in Prim, Nevada. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so he made it all the way to the Nevada border. At, and at state line, he had a shootout in the Buffalo Bills parking lot with uh, Highway Patrol. Those chips got him, dude. Damn, that's so, legendary. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post that article, but uh, yeah, this dude legitimately cut off his mom's tits. And she was always a nice lady. Always a nice lady. Did uh, did he die in the shootout, or is he locked up? No, he died in the shootout. All right, well, rest in peace to your your best friend of all time that you still <laughs> wish you were friends with. He and just then, went out in a blaze of glory, like the end of Devil's Rejects, where they're just blasting yeah. Freebird, just shooting at the cops. It just he's got a fucking an AR-15 in one hand and his mom's tit in the other. Yeah, and I lo- that the end of Devil's Rejects is amazing. But then I think Rob Zombie needed money and he made a sequel. Like they lived through all that. Oh yeah, yeah. The was it, the three from hell. Yeah, I di- I haven't seen it. I've heard good things though. Yeah, I kind of quit watching Rob Zombie after Devil's Rejects. I do love Rejects, but uh, so yeah, I guess that's all I got. Rest in peace to your buddy Madison, and rest in peace to the lady who jumped in front of the fire truck. I hope they're both cutting off titties in heaven right now. Oh yeah, praise Yahweh! They're, they're probably in heaven, that. cutting titties off with like samurai swords. <laughs> they're on that gay Mormon planet, just <laughs> fucking causing hell. Can you cause hell in heaven? I don't know. You might get. You might get bumped down, though. Like, what's the point of heaven if I can't get shit-faced and do some shit I'm going to regret? You know what I mean? Are there still bars in heaven? Is it is it heaven, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, from that Chris Rock movie, Down to Earth, where he shows up and God is just Chaz Palminteri, who runs, like, a sweet nightclub? 
my understanding of heaven from my days in the church when I used to ask about stuff like, you know, do they have like, can I play hockey there? Can I, you know, <laughs> hang out with my buddies? And I was always told like, once you get to heaven, you'll be so content that you won't want to do anything. So it sounded really boring. It's just like you always have the feeling of playing hockey or doing coke or I don't know. Like you don't need to do that stuff just because you're really you're really content there. Like I've been fishing a lot. I got the fishing bug again. I get it every couple years, and I uh, I'd love to go fishing in heaven. I feel like it. I'm not asking for like heaven level fishing, but you know, like uh, every five cast ratio. Yeah, that'd be cool because the way I'm visualizing it, there's no lake or river or ocean. You just cast into the clouds and then pull up like a sick marlin. Oh yeah, dude, and they. You always have the pole and the gear you want. You know, it's like a dream where you just open up and the tackle's just sitting there. Yeah. Sick. Can't wait Sick. till we get to heaven. You think and we'll do our podcast in heaven? Oh, for sure. They'll they'll definitely... And we'll have a better studio, probably. I've, I feel like clouds are definitely conducive to podcasting. Yeah, I'm just worried because our fan base, I think, is mostly Muslim. And they're not. we're not going to Muslim heaven, are we? Yeah, no, we got some Hindu fans. But that's where I think... I think all the religions are the same, you know? Whether you... Whether you praise, you know, the Hebrew God is the same as the Christian God, but then Allah is also God. Um, and then uh, what you got like that eight armed elephant thing and uh, you got that fat Chinese guy who sits under the tree uh, for uh, what is it? Buddhism. <laughs> do you, you think know? do you think the fish you know that, we catch? the cat you put pennies on with the arm? Yeah, the one at all the liquor stores. Do you think um we're, the fish we catch in heaven will be reincarnated people who became fish. You know what would be dope is we're up in heaven and we just we just fish normal. So you don't need a... First of all, it's like pier fishing in California. You don't need a license. <laughs> so sick, already heaven's tight. They got rid of some of the red tape. But also, you don't need a kayak or a boat because you're already... You can just... You're in heaven. Just cast to the middle of the lake, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You got a fucking a four foot wide spool because because you, you're casting nine miles down to the surface of the earth. Can't wait. Um, yeah, heaven's gonna be fucking lit, dude. Heaven's Yo, lit. Let's fucking let's kill ourselves. Oh no, we can't get in that way. God damn it! I was gonna say let's kill ourselves right after the pod. I'm missing a yeah. I gotta have to do like some great redemption act. I have to like push a lady out from about to be getting hit by a fire truck before I die so that I get sent to heaven and one last act of redemption. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a little ignorant thinking that I'm going to get into heaven right now. Yeah, you already got the shoes for... I mean, I need to get some some of those Cortezes with the red swoop that for, to match all the Heaven's Gate Kool-Aid people. The Forrest, the Forrest Gump ones? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that what they all those Heaven's Gate people were wearing? Or was that... Uh, was it Jim... John Jones? Jim Jones? I do not remember the footwear of any cult. That was the that was part of their thing. Is I think yeah, it was the Kool Aid guys. They all had the Forrest Gump Nikes. The ones down in San Diego. No, it's the ones in uh, South America. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. San Diego, South America, right there. It's all at the border. I mean, <laughs> might as well be, you know. Yeah, Tijuana might as well be Panama. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I got a uh, hats off. Whoa. Hats off to you, sir.
uh, as a, a fan of some of the same media as I am, we talked about Goodfellas last week. We talk about the Sopranos all the time. I think you'll be happy to know that La Cosa Nostra is alive and well, apparently. In Hollywood? Or in real no, life? in real life. Um, really? Yeah, because, I mean, obviously it all got broken up around that whole, like, you know, Goodfellas Casino era. It's all about, those movies are all about that, you know, um, the mafia not being as strong as it was because people started ratting, people started dying. They yeah, that a- was like the whole plot of Sopranos from the first episode. Like, the best times are behind us. They have exactly. Rico. They have electronic surveillance. They have DNA. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Is like, uh, uh, yeah, like best times are behind us. Um, but you might have heard this. This was a big headline going around. But um, this is not the American Italian mafia or the Italian Italian mafia. This is the Australian Italian mafia. Ooh, didn't even know about them. Yep. Nope. Um, they were uh, implicated, I guess, in uh, a plane tried to leave Papua New Guinea. Pop- is it, people say Papua New Guinea, but always it's got a U in there. Papua. The spelling Papau. Yeah, Papua. like cacao. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, so this plane uh, was trying, attempting a takeoff from Papua New Guinea, carrying 500 kilos also known as $80 million worth of cocaine. $80 million. How big was the plane? That had to have been a giant plane. That's part of the problem. Oh, (laughs) shit. The plane couldn't take (laughs) off because of how much cocaine was in it. So it just crashed into the end of the runway. And then the pilot was like, huh? And just peaced out. He just took off on foot and the cops got him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because I've flown on really small planes and once you get on they weigh your bag and they find out how much you weigh because yeah. it's very important to have proper mm-hmm. distribution yeah yeah um so yeah this guy was just he was flying solo so 500 kilos what is that 500 kilograms is what it's like three thousand pounds jesus christ that's something crazy a little puddle jumper it was t- too much for this little engine that could um, so it got like 10 feet off the ground and just went down? Yeah, it was doing that thing where it's like, we gotta lose weight, and you start chucking luggage. It was doing that like bounce every like 20 feet where it was about to get off the ground, but they couldn't fucking make it. So they, it 1,100 pounds. Yeah. We had, our, we had our math intern crack, crunch some numbers for us. 1,100 pounds of cocaine. That's, that's ah. the max occupancy of like most elevators. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a six-person plane. Yeah, exactly. And there's uh, no one, if he's flying alone, there's no one to dump the cocaine. Um, well, that's the thing, is it was going to land, and then um, it was going to land at a private airport near Melbourne, Australia, and then get loaded into a truck and then covered up with building materials. They're saying some type of rock, and then driven up to Queensland. Uh, and then, like, the northeast. So... Uh, they arrested that guy. They arrested the people that ran the airport. They arrested two people. Oh, fuck. Their names were great. I don't have them offhand. Um, but they were very Italian names. Um, as soon as I read them, I was like, yeah, those are the guys in charge. Um, so they got them. They got the truck driver. They got the pilot. Uh, and like Genovese Cecilia. That's the most Italian name I can think of. Yeah, yeah. His name was... Uh, Dr. Vinny Boombots. <laughs> he, uh, here, I can pull it up in a second. 
but they <clears throat> the cops are this is a, gloves off to the cops because they are <laughs> they are taking credit for this because the plane just tried to take off and then it ended up just looking like one of those like where you put baby powder in your hand to smack somebody <laughs> just a plane full of coke just hitting a fucking wall <laughs> and then the police are like uh, patting themselves on the back like this is the end of a two year investigation and we just want to be sure that any criminals out there that are thinking about doing this type of stuff you know everybody always says criminals are on the cutting edge but just know we're at the same pace as you and we're right on your tail and blah 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 yeah and they wouldn't have found shit if the plane didn't crash yeah if the guy if the fucking pilot did his job you wouldn't have done shit coppers yeah, it's like in Florida when a cop pulls over a guy for, like, expired tags and he has a crocodile in his front seat and his nose has powder on it. It's like you didn't do a <laughs> bunch of detective work. You just, yeah, I, you know, you just came up on something. I had a hunch. <laughs> it's like, no, he had a fucking alligator and coke on his nose. <laughs> um, what the fuck? I can't find this. I have a... It was before I looked up the tomato soup recipe. Little inside scoop on old Mitch's life: fishing, golfing, tomato soup. I'm retired, baby. That's the big three. Uh, when I have to go back to work, it's gonna be like a, I'm gonna have like some depression era thinking. I have, I'm like like one of those guys that retires and like 12 years later he has to get a job because his his pension got robbed by like you know some bailout or something. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to get really into smoking meats. That's a retired move, bro. I got a tapas set at the grocery store today. Four different. I got some prosciutto, some uh, ch- chorizo was in there, which I was skeptical about, but it might be nice. Yeah, well, that you're getting what you're getting there is Spanish chorizo, not Mexican chorizo. So yes, it's not yes, it's correct. not gooey diarrhea chorizo. It's an it's like a classy one. It's like salami. Yes, um, with a little kick. Hmm. Um. And I got a nice some provolone and some mozzarella in the form of string cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have myself a nice little date night with myself. You're in business. Papua New Guinea plane crash. I'm just gonna have to look it up from scratch again. What are you even looking for? I want to find these guys' names. All Here right. We Here we go. The made-up names are better. Giovanni Italiano. Papa Lia Lia, but I think that's just the uh, name of the airport in, Sh- in Sri Lanka or whatever. Papua New Guinea. Um, these goddamn Italians. Yeah, so it was a twin-engine Cessna. Um, it was planning on just th- flying at 3,000 feet all the way to Australia, which is hilarious. Like They're flying at like stealth bomber altitude, like without any of the other technology. <laughs> it's just going to be awful weather. Um, Australian man. Yeah. Jeffrey Bull Paul. Yeah, vamp for me. Well, James I don't know. the name. I, I don't think this is even worth it. The names aren't that important. Well, what, remind, what I'm thinking of... All right, we're done. ...is... Uh, like in that show Lost, one of the characters was a heroin addict, and then he found on the island a plane full of heroin. Oh, that's cool. Except he ended up what burning are the odds? it. He ended up burning it all and ended up dying at some point during the show, which was so dumb because it wasn't like I could see like 
okay, I don't want to get hooked on heroin and then have the withdrawals from being on this island. But it was a plane full. Like, he had a lifetime supply of heroin. That's like uh, that's like Richie Rich. You got your own McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, like, if I'm on an island with a plane full of heroin, you better believe I'm going to be a junkie for sure. Oh, dude, if I was... Cause I just they're only it. sniffing it. They don't have syringes or anything. So he just snorting H, and he gets rid of the entire plane full of fucking H. And he dies, saving, like, someone's life or something. Oh, what a bitch. Um, I would just be getting junked out, dude. Just ignoring people's fucking calls for help. Yeah, yeah. I don't care that there's this weird mystery on the island and they have polar bears and people underground doing funky shit. Bro, even if I wasn't a heroin addict, I'd become one if I found a plane. If I was trapped on an island... Like I was saying, I, I just watched Castaway with Tom Hanks. And I'm like, it would be hard, but after like two weeks, I'd be in my element. You know what I mean? Once you figure out where the food's at, where you get fresh water from. He was spearfishing for fish. Like, that would have been dope. I would have been perfectly fine. And if you added a plane full of heroin, I'd be the happiest junkie on the planet talking to a volleyball. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. I would just be fishing, but not eating any of the fish. Just throwing <laughs> it back. Because I'm all gacked out. Yeah, you're doing catch and release, but spear fishing, so you're just throwing fish back <laughs> the fucking hole in their body. Dead fish. I actually heard this last night. This is not an original thought of mine, but I heard on a podcast, someone asked, do you think Tom Hanks fucked the volleyball? That's a good question. And it never shows him masturbating. Yeah, they left that out of the PG-13 movie. That's like, you know, you're like, the whole thing. The whole Titanic, I never saw Leo take a shit. Yeah, you saw him fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, movie people, that's what the thing. They don't say goodbye on phones in movies, and they don't take shits. Unless it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie where they get shot on the toilet. Kubrick did that a lot, a lot of bathroom stuff. <laughs> uh, bathrooms are powerful, man. Yeah, I agree. So I think if, there's, if there is one takeaway from all this, I think it's just reinstating an already known fact that Aussies love coke yeah well Aussies love to party they love to travel uh, that goes with coke right yeah but I mean I've never met a group of people that love cocaine more than Australians and maybe and I'm not just talking about like Hollywood Australians you know like because the, there's tons of them for some reason there's tons of Australians in Hollywood but I'm saying like my my whole dad's side of the family lives in Australia like I I, I've been there many times. It's uh, the, they they love it at home and abroad. Yeah, I would think so because I've never met a group of people who loves who love just good time partying more than them. Like they always have Australian dudes like always have hot chicks, and they're mm -hmm. always just pounding beer, doing blow, traveling around, and they're like they always just have a smile on their face. They seem dumb. Dude, last time I was there, we were just sitting on the front porch, me and my little brother, and then uh, the mailman came by, and then it turns out he went to like high school with my dad or something, and they just start talking, and I I didn't realize till like half an hour later, my dad and my mailman are just sitting on the front steps having a beer, like while he's still <laughs> on his route. I'm like, this is a wild country, dude. Yeah, that would never fly in America. Like, I have a fucking. We live in Hollywood. It's a shitty mail system for sure. You know, stuff that's supposed to be delivered. Always comes late. I, my mailman comes like every other day. Like I'll see him on my street, but he's just on the other side. But uh, <laughs> I got a neighbor up. who's like one of those like, yeah, you could never do that here in L.A. Because my neighbor like stands outside like waiting for the mailman. Like he's mm -hmm. supposed to be here by 2.30. It's like, well, 
We got a billion packages sent in. Well, yeah, unless it's like diabetes medicine, you need to chill the fuck out. I saw a great meme the other day, though, where it was like, especially when you buy things on Amazon, if it's through like FedEx, Amazon, or UPS, it'll give you like, just checked in at Newark, New Jersey, just checked in at Pennsylvania, just landed in Modesto, California. Like literally every two hours, there's an update. And then when it ships USPS, it's like, your package has shipped. And then the next update is like, we don't fucking know. And then... I'll get the package, and then, like, two days later, I'll get the notification. Your package has been delivered. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm fucking wearing it. Yeah, dude. That, that, it'll be, like, days. They'll just say, like, in transit, on time. I got, I had that happen. I had been out of town a lot, so stuff I would order, I would have it sent to the post office. You just mm-hmm. you just write in the zip code and say general delivery. And I was doing it in, like, I was doing it in Utah, in Joshua Tree, and it would my packages would always come like two days earlier than they said it would. So mm-hmm. when I came back home, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to start doing general delivery here. My post office is just a few blocks away. And so I go to get the package and they just tell me it's here, but no one knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we don't do general delivery here. And I said, well, then why would the package be here? Why is the package here? And the lady just said, well, it'll get sent back in a month. And I'm like, well, if it's getting sent back, then that means someone found the package, right? So then she's like, I'll take your number. I'll call you. No, you the won't. Package, the package got sent back. No one called. They don't know where the package is, but on exactly day 30, which is their policy, they hold on to general delivery for 30 days. On day 30, it got sent back. So someone knew where this package was. Yeah, how are you going to send it back if you don't know where it is either? Yep. But it's you can't. It's like, I, can't, I don't know. The lady working there is angry. I don't know what she is, but I can barely fucking understand her. And no, uh, the, the post office is the worst. And it, what sucks is you don't want it to go away because if the post office goes away, then I guarantee you FedEx and UPS are going to double in price. Uh, people in rural communities, you know, with no priority are not going to get their shit because the post office delivers everywhere. That's the whole point. It's like the public education system. It's like yeah, if you're incorporated, you have to have a post office and a school. Yeah, but the post office isn't the worst everywhere because when i was in joshua tree it was great i got my packages early that's true when i I was in fucking saint george utah they had a post office inside the grocery store so not only did i get my package but i grabbed a couple steaks some eggs oh you know what it is it was amazing it's just city suck dude fucking (laughs) jeremy beams uh bewilderment when we stopped at that 7-eleven on the way to uh uh big bear we're just like, yeah, 7-Elevens. Like, they actually have bathrooms, and they let people in. And Yeah, dude, when I lived in Flagstaff, I, I put off going to the DMV forever. Then I went to the DMV. It took probably seven minutes to take care of everything. And the lady who was working at the DMV was also the librarian, and I had my <laughs> library book. I had my library book with me, and I gave it to her because she's like, oh, I'll save you a trip. I go in tomorrow. And so she returned my fucking book for me. So, yeah, it's just city suck. What a mensch. Yeah. All right. So um, that's it. All right. I got another hats off. Mafia's alive and well. Aussies love Coke. I'm glad it's alive and well. And also one other thing on the Mafia. The Sopranos movie is coming out at some point. And then, like, the head writer from Sopranos and and the guy who created Boardwalk Empire is making another gangster show, so that'll be good. I, I never know. I mean, was it David Simon? All of his other shows sucked. 
Yeah, and there's so many bad mafia. You can't things. count on that. Yeah. There there's a mafia documentary that just came out on Netflix that is so fucking bad and it should <laughs> it should be amazing. All right, what do you got? All right, I got a big hats off to Trader hats Joe's. Off. Hats off to you, sir. And Trader just to be Joe's. clear, not Trader Trader Joe's, not Trader Jose's or Trader Ming's. No, this is why it's a hats off. This is all in, dude. <laughs> okay, all in because okay. everyone loves Trader Joe's. It's not very expensive. They always come out with weird, funky shit that's good. Uh, yeah, they have the best pre-made hummus. I know you worried about hummus recently. About no, poison. Trader Joe's wasn't on the list. Whole Foods and Sabra. You can get like a hummus quartet with four different flavors. It's like four bucks, dude. Trader, I, I'm a big fan of Trader Joe's. Yeah, and they also they introduce people to things like for their. I mean, I'll let you continue because it's probably your point. Yeah, well, all right. They came under fire because you know they're trying. To, they they're getting didn't try. They are getting rid of Aunt Jemima. They are getting rid of Uncle Ben's. And then some fucking high school student uh, said, "You need to change your products that are ra- offensive and racial, racially insensitive." Trader Jose's, Trader Ming's, Trader Giotto's, Trader Joson. They these labels represent Chinese, Middle Eastern, Mexican, Japanese, Italian food. They changed the name a little bit. Trader Jose's, Jose's is a, a great name. <laughs> That's a fucking great name. They're yeah. selling a Corona knockoff. They're going to call if it If your name is Joe and you're in a Spanish-speaking country, they call you Jose. That's what it yeah. is. Jose is a common name, just like Joe. And well, so it's like the, it's, if, if, you're, if you're in Scandinavia and your name is Andrew, they call you Anders. If you're in a Spanish-speaking country, it's Andreas. Like, if they just... The same way as when you come to America, they anglicize your name. Yeah, and if Trader Joe's just sold... Because they're selling Corona... Corona probably makes it. They just put on their private label. They knock off two bucks off the price. They're going to call it Trader Jose's. So this fucking person trying to get them to change their names. They got 5,000 signatures online, which doesn't seem like that many. The student asked them to remove racist branding that belies a narrative of exoticism and perpetuates harmful stereotypes. All right. Trader Joe's, at first, two weeks ago, their spokesperson said... We're in the process of updating older label and replacing any variations with the name. It was an attempt at light, lighthearted inclusiveness. We now realize we may have had the opposite effect. But then two weeks later, Trader Joe said, no way, Jose. That one is too easy. They said, no way, Jose, because now their new statement says we want to be clear. I fucking love this because this goes back to like what we were talking about live PD last time where yeah. they lost a lot of business. And they said, we disagree that any of these labels are racist at all. We don't Good. make decisions based on petitions. We make decisions based on customers' sales. There you go. As well as feedback from our cus- from as well as feedback from our crew members. So they're if it hurt it. enough, people aren't going to buy it. They're like, yeah, this is great orange chicken, but I don't like they call it Trader Ming, so I won't buy the orange chicken. But if you're if you're upset by it, but you still like the orange chicken, then they're not going to change shit. Yeah, it's good orange Money chicken. Talk. Money talks, baby. And it lets morons know. If they have a burrito bowl called Trader Jose's, I know it's Mexican because of the word Jose. But not only that, is like Trader Joe's is also responsible for like, because they've been around for a while now. Um, I know it's a newer as far as all the chains go, but like it's the only place like you can, you can still go there and you can get like a, like a Greek pie, like the feta and spinach. Like, oh, yeah. Crust. There's a lot of like weird. They have Ethiopian food there, like a lot of ethnic stuff. They have a bunch of really good frozen Indian food, like lamb with rice. Yeah, yeah, super good. Mm -hmm. 
you get like the because uh, what your other option is that Amy's that awful brand where nothing ever heats up well. Amy and like, Annie can suck my dick. Those oh, both two of them, suck. Dude. Their box macaroni and cheese is dog shit, and they have they they always trick me because they have like eighty seven flavors. It'll be like creamy four cheese, and I'm in. But no, nah, craft all the way. No, and then Amy. it's like it's hard on one side, and then like the rice isn't cooked. It, all that shit is just awful. But Trader Joe's is actually good, and it's like I wouldn't like my mom would never have tiki masala. You know what I mean? She's in a small white town, majority of the white town. But like, if she's like, "Oh, you just heat it up," I'll try it. You know, you're oh, actually yeah. you're actually opening people's horizons to other cultures, and people are getting mad at like once again, they're not arresting any police officers who are like <laughs> accused of doing anything wrong. They're they're changing Aunt Jemima. You know, it's all like this performative shit where they're like. They're like, hey, we want these officers arrested. And it's like, you're right, you're right. We'll stop voicing black characters in cartoons. You're like, what are you talking about? No one had a problem with that. We won't have people do blackface anymore, okay? That's not what we were talking about. Yeah, this, the, there are these weird fake victories. And, of course, it comes from a fucking high school student. Yeah, it exposes people. Yeah, like you said, people like your mom, my mom, me even, wouldn't know about Indian lamb shank with curry. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's what three dollars. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they said outright we make our decisions based on sales. We are a business that yeah. wants to make money. Shout yes. out tr- Trader Rajneesh. Yeah, with our when we do a knockoff sriracha, it's gonna have a Chinese dragon on it. Sorry, bub. Yeah, like yeah, if I mean, they I don't just, know what to tell you. If they called it Trader Joe's red sauce, no one would know it's sriracha. Exactly. Oh, they or they would have to be like they would have to do that shit that I hate with brands where it's like the Adidas with the four stripes, you know what I mean? Where it's just it's so close, just so you know what it is. But it yeah. turns out like those like the like Chinese action figures where it's like Spider Man with fucking like Superman symbol on his chest. You're like, what's going on here? Yeah, there's a good Reddit called Awesome Off Brands where it's just yeah, it's stuff like that where it's fucking Batman with a Pokemon with a Pokemon or something together. Yeah, well, it's like not everything is like I get me personally. I buy honey nut toasted O's because they're a dollar cheaper. <laughs> and I'm fine with that because, I mean, the price, I think they are just like private label. I think they're the same thing. But yeah, Mountain Thunder is just as good as Mountain Dew. Yeah, you don't have to give me a Mr. Pib. I'll take a Dr. Thunder, dude. <laughs> um. So, yeah, fucking the biggest hats off to Trader Joe's because that's what needs to happen for all this bullshit to stop. Because what it is is people thinking that they're going to lose viewership, they're going to lose customers, they're going to lose, you know, whatever it is, profits. And when they find out this is just like 17 people on Twitter and most people don't give a shit, like most people are against police brutality, but they don't give a fuck about Aunt Jemima. Like, what do you, I don't know. This, what needs to happen is this is more companies just standing up and being like, Sorry, but we're not going to do it. Not a f- don't say fuck you. Just saying, yeah, we hear you loud and clear, but we looked over and it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Especially yeah. when everybody complaining about it are, are white high schoolers. Yeah, and it's like, okay, uh, I don't know. Quaker could just be like, hey, instead of uh, getting rid of Jemima, how about we give twenty million to uh, this black college? How about that? Oh no, that's that's but that's what they won't do. You know what I mean? Where it's like, when everything was going down, it's like no. Donate to like the United Negro College Fund. Donate to like your local boys and girls club. You know, don't just donate to the World Food Program because it like 
you, you, that money's not making its way to Syria. You like I already went over recently, where it's like you donate fifty bucks and eight bucks actually feeds somebody. Go to the battered women's shelter and leave a check there. They get ninety percent of that money, which is still for some reason they're not getting. You know, but they need ten percent for administrative. That's reasonable. That's something I can get behind. But like, actually act. You know what I mean? And do your research on these fucking charities, and then also don't. I mean. I don't know. You got to just, but I don't know. I I don't even think that's the problem. I was going to go down a different route, but I don't think that's even the problem is keep Chater Mings and, uh, and help out Chinese people, but they don't, Chinese people don't fucking need help. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think they're the number one demographic in the United States in terms of like jobs and income. Yeah. And like you were saying, a bunch of people on the internet, it seems like a lot of people are upset, but in reality, the people who don't give a shit aren't saying anything. So uh, think about the numbers. They got, I mean, fucking 5,000 protests, 5,000 well, so signatures. Who gives a shit? They're thinking about it also in terms of like, it's changed because it used to be letter writing campaigns, you know, and, and you'd have to sit down and write a letter and mail it to the TV studio or to the the grocery store or whatever, or like to go in and have a conversation with the manager. And then yeah, you, now you just DM the CEO of fucking Pampers. You know, Crystal Geysers is fucking gay. And it's like, now they're changing their, like, we now have black water. And it's like, I don't, that's not what we were asking for, man. Um, all right, is that it? That's a wrap, yeah. All right, I got another hats off. Hats off to you, sir. All right, so this one is just um, basically a hats off to Darwinism. And at this point, I'm promoting any type of large gathering. <laughs> We're You're at four point, large gatherings. Yes, uh, 100%. Okay. We're 100%. So you have, I mean, what was it? The stay-at-home order was originally 15 days. They said 15 days to flatten the curve. And then at the at like day 13, they're like, we're going to have to uh, uh, stretch it to 30. We're going to add 30 days. So we're now at 45 days, flatten the curve. Yeah, the COVID reminded me of like uh, back when I had roommates and I had a roommate and his brother showed up from Pennsylvania. And it's like, hey, he's just going to crash on our couch for a couple weeks. Then he's going to find a job, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then it's like, all right, it's been two months. He's eaten all my food. And he's fucking his boyfriend in my lo- in my laundry room. So maybe he either leaves or gives me some money. Yeah, yeah. At least start paying rent. We got to start ta- at least addressing this. Yeah. Well, like, I ended up getting him to pay. I'm like, you got to pay as much as us. And he's like, that's not fair. I sleep in a laundry room. I'm like, all right, move out, bub. And he lived with us for yeah. like three, mo- three more months and left. Good. Um, but so basically, I'm, I'm to the point now. It is, f- it is fucking August, dude. This started in March. We could, we could have been all done with this. But then there's people, you know, I'm not going to say what the gatherings were. I mean, I'm just as upset about, the, uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw the clip, but them asking Dr. Fauci if the protests had any effect on it. And he just, they asked him, like, how lawyers do when they're, like, deposing you. Like, eight different ways of the same question. And he just would not say the protests attributed to uh, the disease, which I agree I, I agree with the protests. I agree with protests in general. I agree with this protest. I don't agree with the riots, but I agree with the protests. And you can, like, just say it. Say, yes, you might get COVID, but this is important. There's a massive civil rights movement going on. 
Just say that yeah. that's where the rise is coming from. Hey, we might have to stay inside an extra six months, but th- that's the cost of having to have this movement right now. And I'm fine with that. Just be honest, you know? Um, what is this link? Quarter million doing the Sturgis run. Hey, but that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's one of my things. So Sturgis is back on. Uh, the Vanilla Ice concert we talked about recently. If you're going to go to the Vanilla Ice concert, die. Fucking die. I don't know. At this point, just people are going to gather. And I'm not to go back to It's also people in fucking bars and restaurants. There's, I live in the arts district and it's all like cafes and outdoor bars and like $30 Tex Mex. And it's fucking awful. But like people are lined up every goddamn night. Still dressed like whores and assholes, not wearing masks in line, <laughs> but they still have to put on their mask when they go. They have to wear their mask when they talk to the bouncer, but once they're seated at their table, they can take their mask off so they can go play fucking cornhole and eat fucking $20 nachos. It's like, I want those people to die also. You know what I mean? So well, it's like, it's so, some of the mask shit is so retarded. Like, I was watching baseball and no one in the dugout is wearing a mask except for the manager. So it's like, <laughs> cool, Dave Roberts of the Dodgers is wearing a mask, but yeah. no one else is wearing one. And it's probably because he's it's elderly. Just, it's, it becomes symbolic. Well, also, baseball players are, like, notoriously the healthiest. Aside from, like, you know, a few obvious cases. You know, some of them are, like, absolute lush drunks. But especially over the last, like, 20 years. Like, basketball players are healthy, but, um, you know what I mean? It's, like, fast food healthy. You know what I mean? Life on the road. Um, football players are like notorious for having like heart attacks and shit, which they're all, they're much bigger guys. But also like baseball players, I feel like are always in tune with like uh, staying healthy initiatives. And I'm not I'm speaking just in generalizations, sport by sport. Where baseball players are, I think, generally healthier. They're they are an elite athlete, and they're also not having Jack in the box. You know what I mean? Sure, Where I, I think know. a lot of I think a lot of NBA players are. I mean, for Christ's sake, Dwayne. Wade was in a fucking McDonald's commercial. He's yeah, probably Shaq. having it shipped to his house. Yeah. Shaq did Burger King. Stuff like that. Well, Shaq well, doesn't count. He's done everything ever made. Yeah. Yeah. He just shoots him in his fucking garage on a, his green screen, and then the crews just rotate. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, a, I don't think anybody in the MLB is like uh, at risk for COVID. Even like MMA fighters, like they're super. Uh, healthy they're professional athletes but they also like they have shitty immune systems notoriously because they're constantly fucking with their weight and doing like weird training camps and they're on weird supplements and things like that yeah baseball players don't have to do that they can you can be like like a reg like a dude who's 30 who just goes to the gym you don't need you can be a little overweight you can be whatever your body size needs to be so like uh, dave roberts it makes sense he's an elderly gentleman he's just not going to risk it but it's like Mike Trout's not catching COVID, bro. He's a goddamn machine. Or he will, and it's been fine. Because a lot of ball players have fucking the ba- baseball's dumb. Their their season is most likely to get canceled. The Marlins had sixteen players test positive, so they <laughs> so they've put a pause on their season. Yeah, but are any of them sick? Probably not. I don't think any saying. of them are sick. No athletes have died. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. So I don't know. Um, and then this all led me to one we talked about. Um, so, uh, super producer Jeremy Beam sent us this article. San Francisco is opening, reopening for the first time since the 1980s, gay bathhouses. Hell yeah. Which they don't say gay, but it's a bathhouse in San Francisco. It's not for fucking tech. to you, sir. Oh, they gay. Please, though. 
first of all, off topic, I, I do agree with the bathhouses because I'm tired of gays being soft nowadays. You know what I mean? We grew up in the 90s. I was always led to believe of like, in like, you know, limp-wristed but not talking like a valley girl gays. You know what I mean? They're still scared of AIDS. They were kind of like tough guys because they had to fight the guys in their high school that, you know, called them homos. Yeah, it was like a it was a big deal to come out. Where now, like when I like I feel like every other week a comic is coming out on Facebook and it's like you're in your thirties and you're from West Hall and you live in West Hollywood now. Yeah, I don't. Or the one we know that we've talked about, <laughs> the guy was like, "Hey, I'm a lady now," and it's like, "Oh," or he came out as gay. And I was like, yeah, "Haven't you been dressing like a girl for four years?" Like I don't. I know, I know they're different things. Ooh, it's I'm I was I was non-gendered and now I know my identity or I'm I'm straight non-binary. It's like I don't. Or just I'm you were dressing a, like a lady. I assumed you put weird stuff in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, you're giving a new gender a, t- a ride. Let's call it a test ride. Yeah, you're taking the new Corolla for a spin. I've seen people go back. I've seen people stick with it. But uh, yeah. So the. I'm just happy there's a little excitement in the gay community. You know what I mean? Because they have, like, bug chasers, but AIDS isn't really a big deal anymore. Well, in the article I read, they're like, we get a handful of cases a year. And I wasn't really around in the 80s, but I imagine, based on the movies I've watched, it was killing 98% of the gay community. Yeah, it was a fucking death sentence until, like, 1994. It was, like, worse than living in Laurel Canyon in the the early 70s. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, this is just a 99% murder rate if you <laughs> move to Laurel Canyon. Um, and then, so, I mean, I'm excited gays, they're going to be back in the, you know, they're back in the hot seat in terms of mortality because there's going to be a lot of cases coming out of this bathhouse if this does happen. And this leads me to another great function I'd like to encourage people to go to in mass, mass numbers. It, it just passed, but... Um, this in events like this. This is called the White Trash Bash. Oh yeah, it's, I read about this. Yeah, it's a boat in, in Illinois, right? Yeah, yeah, Peoria, Illinois. There's a boat show on the river. So basically, they talk to the police. <laughs> it was so funny. The cop, he's like, "Listen, there's like 85 boats here. There's f- like upwards of 700 people, and for Peoria, Illinois, like that's a fucking event." Um, so he's like, "We got like eight officers here." I mean, I'll tell you three things. We're undermanned for this perfect weather and this perfect water level. <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, good, good luck arguing with that. So these people Yeah, are it's just like, like trying to stop people from lighting fireworks on 4th of July. There's just power in numbers. What are you going to do? So basically, yeah, he was like, I got eight officers. We're basically, we're just going to, you know, we're going to cruise around in our police boat and just encourage social distancing, just... He's like, and it, the, the cop actually seemed really cool because he was like, we can't really do anything. So I'm like, I'm just basically going like, hey, we know you're going to be on each other's boats. You're going to be in the water all close. Try to keep a little bit of distance. We're not asking you to wear masks. Just, you know what I mean? Just don't share be beers. Cool. Yeah, just be cool and be reasonably precautious. And we're basically here to just break up any fights. That's, what, that's all we're basically capable of doing right now with eight versus 500 is... We're here to stop adults fighting each other because you're all getting drunk knee deep in water. <laughs> yeah, bragging about who has the best engine on their fucking on their on their wake boat. Yeah, it is a Mercury 250, boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
any of these type of events, Gathering of the Juggalos, Vanilla Ice concerts, please, please, buy yourself a ticket. Buy three extra tickets. Because obviously, these events are not expensive. So uh, buy one for yourself, and while you're there, buy three extras so you can go as a group. Because if you're going to attend something like this, you deserve to die of this obscure pneumonia we're all dealing with. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's a gay bathhouse um, or a party on a boat. Yeah, yeah or just, the uh, fucking... The Real Housewives hosted by Lance Bass Reunion. Hey, let them have a studio audience. Because if you're going to show up to that, we don't need you. Yeah, and Vanilla Ice has to be the best example of that. (laughs) Exactly. I can see the allure of going on a boat and getting fucked up in the summertime. Mm -hmm. The idea of hearing Vanilla Ice lip sync Ice Ice Baby has such has it's one of those like you couldn't pay me enough you could pay me enough but i would need i would need more than just a free ticket you know that would be like you go to we went to the fair for the carnival games and then we heard vanilla ice is playing for free we might walk over there yeah maybe that's how it used to be like i remember going to the fair and thinking like how it's free do i want to see the van halen cover band way more yes than vanilla ice yeah, I w- the first concert I ever went to, I think, was Weird Al, because we were at the carnival, and it was free, and at the same time, I think, like, George Strait was playing. So my mom wanted to go see George Strait, so my deb- my stepdad took us all to see Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al, that's how he got big. He played the Orange County Fair free every single year for, like, 15 years, and then he finally got to play the actual, like, venue, uh, because he had a hit later on. I don't know. Because I'm bad, I'm bad. How crazy is that? I mean, Weird Al made fun of that, calling him fat, classic, which is always so funny to me when you think of like Weird Al songs. You're like, oh, that was actually hilarious when it came out. Instead of I'm saying I'm bad, saying I'm fat, and he's just in a fat suit. Like when Eddie <laughs> Eddie Murphy was like a comic genius because he dressed up like his whole family. Yeah. Um, I, w- I so many times I wish I was a comedy a comedy. I wish I was a comic in the '80s. It would have just been so goddamn easy. Well, look, uh, it's so easy, like. Some of the examples of like like Gallagher, he sold his act, or yeah. told his brother, "Hey, you can do this too." Mm-hmm. And so there were two Gallagher's going around, both making bank, both doing the same thing. Yeah, and it was Gallagher T O O. There's a guy uh, like that too, where he it's called like it's kind of like a Tim Allen shtick, where he's like thoughts of a caveman, but he sold it to like a guy in Australia, a guy in yeah. England. A guy in South America. Oh, no, yeah. it's um, And he's just killing it in Vegas. Yeah, we've never heard of him. It's like something about being a caveman. But he just sold his act. Remembering the caveman or preserving the caveman, something like that. Yeah. I remember remember finding out about it because they were doing it on NPR. Like, he did it like it was a poetry sit-down. And I was like, this is fucking insane. That doesn't seem very much like NPR. One thing, if we're talking about comedy and NPR, which I thought was funny, is part. I feel like part of the reason Louis C.K. got so famous was because he the, NPR was constantly pushing him, or mm-hmm. like he's he's been on. He got interviewed so much on NPR, and they're really good interviews, and but they don't talk about him anymore. Oh no, sir. One thing yeah, I want to talk. You listen to NPR humor though, and it's like like Garrison Keillor is so awful. Where it's like, and and he was wearing brown shoes with blue pants, and the audience like does that polite fifty year old Democrat laugh. Yeah, I went to I went to live Prairie Home Companion once, and the music was cool, 
But man, the the humor was fucking god awful. <laughs> he he ended up getting me too'd anyway. He, that yep. show's gone. He, he raped me out on the dock of Lake Wovagon. <laughs> While the crickets chirped in the moonlight. <laughs> but them opening these bathhouses, they did make it clear they're not going to open them until COVID's gone. They're just saying they're allowed. And one weird thing I read about it too is that one of the rules was you're not allowed to have locked doors. Now you can have locked doors. And it gives them safer spaces to meet their sexual partners, but honors their right to have decency. What are you talking about? Have sex in your bedroom. What is, what is, I get, well, it's like, like gays have it easy enough already. Like the, if they could open up a heterosexual <laughs> bathhouse and it would be all dudes because girls aren't going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there or was a like, guy to get into an orgy, you have to bring a girl. There's like that rule. Yeah, it just sucks that guy, gay guys can have this, and we gotta actually like go to a bar, spit game, hope that her fat friend doesn't cock block me. Hope you know, hope her male best friend who wants to fuck her doesn't cock block me. Yeah, I have to. Yes, I'll I'll drop your friend off in Pasadena. That's totally on the way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, gay the guy just shows up at a bathhouse, drops his towel. He's got some options. This got me thinking about the gay community, though, because I was reading the article and they interviewed a guy who was a former leather columnist. Oh, that's and, a job only in fucking San Francisco. But what's with this is I'm not trying to I guess it's Seinfeld. What's with the fucking leather thing? Because what's with the leather? as a straight man, I appreciate leather like a good pair of leather boots or like I, I just bought a new belt when I was in when I was in Wyoming a because holster? I knew it was made by you know a good leather maker or whatever yeah. the fuck is gonna last i my wallet is my dead grandpa's that's leather i've had that thing for like 10 years yeah dude i've had maybe 20 wallets in my life the one i have now i've had for seven years yeah because I, I spent i spent on quality so i am really into leather but i've never i've never brought it into the bedroom i don't understand like, <laughs> what is it what is it with like the gay community and dressing like a fucking cop or a motorcycle rider. What? I don't understand the appeal. What is the oh, leather? Like, I love the smell of leather. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's like the dirtiness because it represents, it's like the, the village people where it was like, it was a construction worker, a police officer, an, an Indian. It's all these representatives of masculine culture. You know what I mean? It's, it's all of these, like uh, these strong, you know, traditionally male jobs. That are now being like, oh, but he, but he's he's got no ass on what you know what I mean. Look, look past his hammer holster, on his fine leather belt, and you got a, you got a nice fucking pair of cheeks poking through. Yeah, it is just I, I just I don't know. It confuses me. Like, uh, I was fucking walking in West Hollywood with the gay dude one time, and he was like totally normal. Like he was asking me about like good camping sites and fucking just he just dresses like a dude. Like wears fucking plain t-shirts yeah. and running shoes and then he passed a bar and was like salivating like i bet there's a bunch of leather daddies in there but i don't other than the good smell of leather i'm confused i should research it more but why don't i want leather in the bedroom why does it have to be a gay thing you know no i think saying it's just, like i can't bring leather into the bedroom but why why is there no interest for me it's the same thing where there's like like what ron bush um, is one of my favorite people because he's like, yeah, I fuck guys. It doesn't determine who I am. You know what I mean? Because especially living in Hollywood and like West Hollywood for so long, you're like, okay, did all of you come out of the same lady and were raised by the same people and beat up by the same bullies that you all became the same person? 
This is yeah. fucking, it boggles my mind. You all have the same accent. You all have the same opinions. You know what I mean? Like Tim Dillon, I like too. He's a gay guy, but he's, he's also, he's like, yeah, but I'm also a scumbag from Long Island. I don't have to like flick my wrist and talk like I'm a valley girl. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I think that the, that is the, the cause of like the leather daddy thing or a lot of the stereotypes is they're like, oh no, this is our thing. You know what I mean? So we'll just stick to this because this is kind of our calling card. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah, shout out. Um, well, I'm I got, sorry. I, all I got is one update left. Yeah, I just have an update. We're coming up on the hour. I got a... It's kind of like a Tur- Tur- Turkmenistan COVID update. Sort of. Get ready. It is now time for Turkmenistan news update. What the fuck's up? So I hate to deceive uh, the listeners because it's not really Turkmenistan, but it's in the same ballpark. Uh, it involves a different country. But uh, we're talking about how Turkmenistan, um, really, they're fucking trailblazers in COVID because they've never had a case. They're clearly taking no, it very seriously. They had one case and it was a Russian guy and they kicked his ass the fuck out of there. Oh, shit. Well, this is even more similar because um, <laughs> our another fearless leader, our boy Kim Jong-un, just... Ooh announced i mean he is the supreme leader so what he says goes i mean it's fucking you know what he says is gold he just declared a state of emergency because they just got their first covid case as well and it's fucked up because it's not from them it's a a defector who left north korea went down to south korea then decided the grass wasn't so green down south came back to north korea and that person is positive he defected a defection? Yeah, he defected, came back, <laughs> double defect. What a dick. Yeah, that guy, let him die. I, yeah, you so, know what? I bet they fucking injected him with it. Because they, de- I mean, North Korea is no Turkmenistan, dude. They definitely had cases there. I bet they, they were running tests on him. They're like, well, this guy defected and then came back? Like, yeah, of course we're going to run tests on you, dude. What are you, stupid? You might as well be dressed like a fucking lab rat. And I, I like North Korea's style because I believe it was India I read. Like, if you get caught in public without a mask, you have to do, like, you have to work, like, six hours picking up trash, some, yeah. sort of, some sort of community service. If you don't wear a mask in North Korea, you get three months of hard labor. Three oh, yeah. months. They do that shit, too. They still have gulags where they're like, yeah. we need, these big-ass rocks need to be smaller rocks. Here's a hammer. <laughs> these asshole. rocks are just too big. You coughed on my grandma. You're going to fucking, you're going to live in, it's not even a prison because they always put them like so far in the wilderness where it's like, it's like holes where they're like, we're the only water for a hundred miles. Go ahead and run. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like putting, yeah, it's like putting a fucking, doing a prison island where it's like, all right, we got freezing cold water filled with sharks. Uh, yeah. You want to escape? Have at it. That's where the, the gulags survived. They were all like half of them are underground, but they were just like, like, uh, like yeah, we're in the middle of fucking Siberia. Where are you gonna walk to? There's no, there's not a Seven Eleven, bro. F- we got one place with food, and it's right there. Yeah, so I mean, this is an update, but it's it's more of a gloves off to South Korea because this person thought that you know he was gonna get a cool cell phone, have a little freedom, but realized that North Korea was where it's at. I mean, I, how funny is that, dude? How shitty is that? I've that just deterred me from ever visiting South Korea. I was there once on a layover. I will never go to South Korea again. Because if it's so shitty that the guy from North Korea is like, 
it's really not that cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have washing machines. That's kind of new, but I don't really. I'd rather go back and be starving. All right. Well, Conan, I saw Conan went to South Korea. Yeah, but how cool could it be if this dude went back? Yeah, not that cool. I mean, obviously, they're worse off. You know, it's, we're talking about another, uh, what was it, Latvia to Ireland to India situation. <laughs> but this guy didn't get his head cut off. Uh, but he's like, like you think of North Korea as like a hellscape. But if it's, if, it's apparently not as bad as I thought if this guy was like, I don't know, South Korea was better, but it wasn't that much better. I'd rather be with my cousins and my mom and shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to fucking question the Supreme Leader, but there's a possibility that uh, this person never left North Korea. And oh, Kim Jong-un just was talking shit. Because if they're going to oh, get one, never... one case, it's coming from South Korea. You got to, I mean, those dirty South Koreans having unprotected sex, using their fucking phones all the time. I, I didn't even consider it. I fell for the propaganda that this guy ever even left. I mean, that's, I'm just, I don't, I also, they're I don't fucking like, good, dude. They, I don't I'm even like calling it propaganda because, I mean, I can't imagine Kim Jong un lying. He might lie for a reason, but I trust him. Uh, yeah. What I've, t- I've, I mean, dictators are just as trustworthy for the most part. I mean, obviously, a dictator gets a bad rap because a, a handful of baddies, but overall, dictators are like not crazier than, you know, any other type of politician. Yeah, if he was that bad, would Dennis Rodman become his friend? No. Or James Franco? I saw yeah. that movie. No, he wouldn't. They were playing basketball. Also, Kim Jong-un, he was like, he's another one of those, we've talked about that, where the, he like, he went to college in like Austria and then England. We're like, this guy's chill. He likes the NBA. Like, he's not, a, he's not out of touch. His yeah, country he wasn't, is. He, he's not really from North Korea. Yeah, he's a chill-ass dude. He's probably born in North Korea, but he, like, went to, like, European boarding schools and, like, hung out in the United States up until his dad died. And then he had to leave fucking... <laughs> he had to leave fucking Malibu to go hang out at fucking gloomy North Korea. It's, like, one of those... North Korea is one of those countries that always has a filter. You know what I mean? Like, like how Miami on TV and movies, it's always, like, orange. Yeah. Like, Ru- Russia's always, like, blue. Fucking North Korea has always got like that gray overcast. Yeah, Mexico has a color too. Yeah, Mexico has like a sepia tone. Yeah, and and shows at least. Yeah, it's always like, oh, we're in Mexico in the eighties because we got a sepia tone going. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I got one update and then we're done. Oh yeah. This Justin. Breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. So we got an update on the monkeys. Ooh, the temple monkeys, right? Well, <laughs> now they're the town monkeys, bro. Yeah, now, now they're just the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, what is it? What's, fuck, I couldn't think of a monkey song. Do you believe Then I saw her face. Oh, yeah. Now I'm a believer. I'm a believer, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the devil's music back in its day, dude. Can you imagine that? Uh, no. Because he screamed. Because he wasn't singing. He was, I'm a believer, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, that guy's got a demon inside of him. I don't want you going to that concert. So the monkeys have completely taken over the town. They were on the verge last we saw. But now they are, uh, they've taken over the town. 
the police chief said they are, quote, powerless over this infestation. They are breeding too fast and spreading disease. So not only are they taking over, but they're fucked up zombie monkeys. Also, hold on. Where are these monkeys again? What country? Uh, Lopburi, Thailand. Okay, Thailand monkeys. Got it. Yeah, so it was it's, to catch people up, uh, we've updated this story a couple times now. So it's, um, it became a tourist attraction like in the 70s because uh, the Western world, people would go visit. It's one of those monkey temples where it's just one of those like 5,000-year-old temples and the monkeys have taken it over. But it was like you go two miles outside of town and they were completely – this entire monkey population subsisted on um, the tourists, either feeding them food they had or like buying like little treats at the monkey stations to go around through, like walk around the temple and feed the monkeys. But since COVID, the tourist population has completely disappeared. So the monkeys started strolling into town. And this popped on our radar when the monkeys started g- having gang battles, essentially. It was a real West Side story happening in downtown Lotbury. Yeah, because they started caffeinating and consuming mass amounts of sugar. Yeah, so yeah, the monkeys are, I mean, at best, they're getting like, you know, f- what I assume is close to like dog food. It was like the pellets out of the machines for a quarter that you'd get at the temple. And then they, you know, every now and then a tourist would throw them a fucking apple or a banana, um, you know, loaves of bread like they're fucking ducks. But now the monkeys are running around with a goddamn Starbucks Frappuccino and an Abba Zabba. So <laughs> they said the fucking the monkeys are uh, emaciated. So they have, they're all becoming like obese but losing muscle. Um, their tempers are out of whack. Uh, they're just off the rails. They're attacking people. Um they're saying there's reports of blood disease and hypertension, which is like, what are these monkeys, like 45-year-olds from Ohio? This is insane. They're just drinking monster energy drinks and fucking, like, the only cherries they're getting are maraschino. They're just fucking, the best fruit they get is like uh, like a dull ice fruit bar from the fucking 7-Eleven. Um, there's now several no-go zones. So this started with the police basically decked uh, directing all the monkeys to one part of the city. So, like, like the same concept of fucking Skid Row downtown LA. They're like, we'll put them here so we can keep an eye on them. You know what I mean? Let them have free reign of this part and feed them here so that they stay away from the rest of this entire city. But that didn't work. Now they've got fucking, just like Seattle, they've got nine monkey autonomous zones just popping up all over the place. Just running fucking commie cornflake sands. Um, and the theater that had previously been the monkey base. So all the which is kind of cool, actually. The monkeys all did, like, gang battle and um, eventually, came, like, settled on turf. And then they established a leader. And then they decided all of the monkey gangs came together and decided their base was the old movie theater, the abandoned movie theater. But now that's also, if any of the monkeys die, the monkeys carry them to the movie theater. So they're doing, like, burial rites. Oh, cool. So, so this old movie theater has also become, like, a weird abandoned temple. But the problem is they don't like bury. It's a fucking <laughs> the the floors are still like crushed velvet and like the weird lighting. So they have to fucking there's just dead monkeys all over the place because they drag them back there to die. Um, and they're dying at like uncontrollable rates, but they're also breeding at uncontrollable rates because fucking Mountain Dew and Kit Kats. So if you're if if you're gonna donate, don't donate to the Aunt Jemima Fund. Donate to I don't know. The police department in Lopburi, Thailand, because they are fucking going through it. People are trapped in their homes. You think being locked down because of COVID? Imagine you can't go outside because there's a fucking macaque 
a fucking cousin of the baboon just eating a fucking now and later just staring at you dude yeah at least our enemy's invisible when i look out my window i don't see the virus that's going to kill me and these people look out and they just see a bunch of fucking rabid monkeys oh yeah especially and, and like so people are like trying to one of the one of the plans that the city is developing is to improve their diet you improve their diet you improve their temperament they're easier to deal with so they're like first we got to start dishing out some fruit dude Set out for some fruit cocktails, wean them off the fucking the take five and the fucking smuckerlicious bars, and then slowly get them to like a, a whole fruit whole fruit diet, and then maybe we can start to reason with them. But as of right now, they're just fat, horny, and uh, causing goddamn mayhem. So our hearts and minds go out to the souls of Lopburi, Thailand. Yeah, I feel for those people. All right. Um, I think that's a wrap. I think we did our time. Fuck yeah. Put More it in. Time. Good to go. All right, folks. This has been Hats Off, Gloves Off. Make sure you follow at Hogopod on Instagram. Um, hit up any of us for comments, corrections, suggestions, or good old-fashioned hate mail. Dick pics go to specifically to at Robot Spencer. I am at Mitchell Fill Up. Hit up uh, Super Producer Jeremy Beam, at, Jer- at Beam Jeremy. Um, and that's it. Please reach out. Um, we'd love to hear from you. One of these... Somebody... My inbox, the update on the monkey situation came from my inbox. So, folks, this is interactive. And once again, show me that you've listened to every episode or have referred somebody, and I will Venmo you $1. That's right. Cold hard digital cash. Boom, boom, boom. And I don't do cash app. I don't do PayPal. Suck my dick. It's the 21st century. I'm using the Kleenex of sending money. Venmo cash, buddy. $1 for any referral or any fan you don't even have to be a fan from the beginning but if you've gone back and listened to all of them and and this is i'm not asking for you to go do that i'm just saying if you have done it why not get a dollar out of it get yourself a snickers and hand it to a monkey you sons of bitches (laughs) hats off gloves off signing off